Thinking a little bit past farming, if we're sticking on to friend tech, what would you do with a fungible token to add to friend tech that would improve the experience of this social fi platform? I don't really know. Is there anything that comes to your mind, Adam, of like what you could use a fungible token for in friend tech or, or alpha? No, I mean, my brain goes to like traditional web two social media platforms, right? And you could definitely see how a fungible token would work on there, right? You see how if all, all Twitter would need to do or YouTube or whatever is turn their ad dollars and the half that goes to creators basically gets swapped for the token. That token then get it, gets airdropped. And then you can see all sorts of possibilities and interesting things you could do around that. The issue is these platforms, Friend Tech and Alpha, don't have any revenue. It's all just token. There's no money coming in from an ad-based model or any sort of model. So it's literally just, we're eating our own tails here. You can do it. And the guys who are smart at it and who are traders and want to farm and do all that, they'll make money. But the majority of people are just going to get wrecked. That's just simple. Yo, happy Tuesday, man. Dude, there was so much that happened this weekend. But boy, oh boy, am I ready to be back for the second edition of three episodes in one week. What's good, Adam? Man. What's the alpha, Jake? That's what just people are chatting <laughs> me on alpha. What's the alpha? I'm like, bro, 2021 is long over, bro. There's no more alpha, man. <laughs> no, the alpha is now directly on an app is, is what <laughs> we're doing now. All of the different channels. Bunzi, what is good? Good morning. Yeah, I'm excited. Today's going to be a juicy one. We got some, we got some alpha, a little bit from Mr. Lucky, BTC Machine. And the good old-fashioned battle of the two apps doing the same thing, different chain, different story. Who's going to win? <laughs> hey, man, where, where are you calling us from? What are you in a car right now? What are you doing? I'm getting coffee, and I'll be, I'll be settled in here in about 10 minutes. Dude, getting that, getting that fresh dopamine hit. I got it. in Mexico or some shit. <laughs> on the beach somewhere. A little cantina getting coffee. Yo, but Bunzi was actually down in Mexico pretty recently. So props to you, man. Dog father, man. I have seen you now starting this, what is it? A 30-day challenge on Genie Data, putting out all kinds of analytics. What, what is going on over there? Yeah, it was a bit boring over the weekend. You know? And then I thought, like, <laughs> let's start... <laughs> Let's start something crazy. And uh, I was talking a really cool young dude into, into this challenge. So he's basically doing all the coding on Genie Data. So I have a bunch of ideas, but never have really the time. So it's a very good, you know, color with our data. So a new kid on the block. So, and this dude is putting out, you know, a dashboard every day. So I'm, I'm stalking him day and night, you know, he's, he's working like almost full time on these data analytics. And uh, so the first two dashboards are out and I think they're getting better every day. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, man. I'm, I look forward to all of your statistics. You've always been done a very good job here. A couple up top so we get to see what they look like, man. Yeah, I also pinned to the top the spaces. Make sure that everyone, you know, uh, retweets that so everyone can join um, the cool conversation that we're going to dive into. A lot of updates that have happened in the Bitcoin ecosystem. But I'm also very excited to announce Emblem has a new team member and community mod, Chris Dev, who's on stage. Chris lives out where I live in Las Vegas. We go back many, many years. My last business, uh, we had a business venture together. And he's one of the most knowledgeable people in the crypto space that I knew in the city and just in general. So very excited 
to for you to join the team and to join us along this crazy journey. GM, bro, what's good? Yo, GM, GM, what's going on, everyone? Happy to be here. Solid weekend, a ton of good content, catching up from Token 2049 and Permissionless. So just kind of browsing the webs as usual, but everything's going really good. Stoked to be here. Yeah. Is it true that you you actually live in that dome in Vegas? Is that is that true, or is that just rumors? Bro? <laughs> yeah, it's like an igloo, like a digital igloo, and digital I hop right in there. So has anybody done it as an igloo? That would be really cool, man. Make that thing look like an igloo. That would be cool. <laughs> Dude, that AI artist had his art on the outside of that. I think we're gonna see a lot more NFT people totally. really play into that. Yeah. I, I do have to say, you know, it's a crazy stat that I posted, and I'm surprised it hasn't got more attention. The output of energy usage from the sphere on a year on a year basis is actually more than the energy consumption of Bitcoin, the entire Bitcoin network for that one sphere. But, you know, people care more about entertainment than they do about, I guess, financial security and privacy. <laughs> well, it's way better. I mean, we think about what the NFT projects were doing in New York City for NFT NYC and how, oh, my God, we're in Times Square. Bro, th that thing is like <laughs> Times Square time to infinity. It's so much more impressive. Right. Um, it actually so, yeah, opens up this time. week. Does it? So this is the first week that this is the first weekend coming up that it'll actually be open to the public. So looking forward to a lot of content coming out from there. You guys got to get us a price list. What's it going to cost? That would be a really cool post to make. Uh, you know, what, what's it going to cost to get to get my NFT project on on the igloo? <laughs> right. I mean, it costs two billion dollars to build, which is an insert insane amount of money for kind of a project that doesn't have consistent, you know, revenue. Yep. Like a casino like overnight. So going to be interesting how they're gonna get an ROI on that, but I'm happy that they built it. The thing is absolutely incredible. Yeah, it is it's insane. I know all of the NFT people are just waiting, biting at the chomps. Mr. Lucky Man and BTC Machine, GMTU, excited for you guys to join us as we dive into you guys' ecosystem in a little bit later on the second half of the show. Yeah, man, thanks for inviting me. And I'm very excited to, you know, this alpha versus friend tech. I'm learning more and more about it. So I'm, I'm excited for the perspective here today. Have you downloaded alpha yet? Have you joined uh, the alpha or friend tech squad? No, no, really not. We've been like juggling many things so we're heads down on what we're building but uh, you know it's it seems really interesting and uh, you know possibly open up many possibilities on bitcoin you know with the these layer twos so i'd love yeah. to get a, a kind of feel for the crowd if anybody's on if anybody's on friend tech right now just throw a hand up or a, a heart or whatever anybody on friend tech i'm on both Goose eggs bro nobody how about on alpha anybody on alpha yeah. Okay. Okay. We got an alpha crew here. Then we got we got zero friend techers, man. Except Jake. Jake's. Yeah, guy. dude. I'm. I am diving in. So I'm actually. And Godfather probably. You know, you you experimenters. You're on everything. I love it. I love it. So, I know they were talked about it yesterday on the Ordinal show. I missed it though because we had a we had our Emblem team meeting call. There's a lot of things to dive into for Alpha in general. Right. Is it on, is it actually on Bitcoin? Is this a centralized machine? Who's the team running it? Right. What is the point of this? What is trustless computer? Is this competitive? What is friend tech? Dude, it's like there's so many angles to it. I literally so I think Alpha popped up on Thursday. And so I'll give a little bit of the story of what it was. So bit new Bitcoin City 
is built on trustless computer. Yes, I know this is going to get a little bit confusing here because it is confusing for me even. I spent the entire weekend trying to figure out what was going on. So the founder of Trustless Computer, it goes by Punk3700, he reached out to me last Tuesday and he said, hey, if, if we create a friend tech on Bitcoin, would you try it out? And I said, yeah, absolutely. I'd give it a test run. I kid you not, 48 hours later, Alpha popped up. And I was like, wow, that was pretty quick. And it, you know, it was pretty smooth for an app that was created within the first 48 hours. Uh, and it brought a lot of attention to, to Trustless Computer New Bitcoin City, which has been around since February. I wrote a report about them in my DeFi, Bitcoin on DeFi, or DeFi on Bitcoin deep dive. But there's so many questions about it. And Dogfather reached out to me um, after we had signed up and uh, within the first 12 hours. And he was like, hey, can, can we do a spaces? And I was like, why? And he was like, you know, the team tried to, the the new Bitcoin City team tried to hold a, a spaces and it did not go well. And <laughs> so we, we ended up doing a spaces and it was really well. I think we got like a 300 people in and out during that two hour session. But I went back to listen to that spaces session that was held by the new Bitcoin City team. And wow, that was probably the worst spaces I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm telling you, Dogfather held it together because he was like, dude, show up and listen. And I, I was listening and I, I literally almost had to leave. It was so painful. And Dogfather could basically like was trying to hold it together, but it was it was brutal. Dude, prop, props to you, man. It, it felt like, and, and I did. Bunzi, you're getting rugged. What, what, what can make the space so bad? That, I'm, yeah. You're getting rugged, dude. So what made it bad? You know, you do got to benefit of the doubt. These people are definitely not native English speakers. They're of an Asian background, which one I'm not sure. It felt like they were reading off cards. Yeah, it, they were literally reading. Somebody had prepared. I mean, obviously, they're like not strong English speakers. So they had basically prepared speeches. And it was rough. I mean, the speeches were like, you should listen to the, I'm sure it's, is it it's still 30, up? About 30 minutes. Yeah. It's still yeah. up. It's literally like, you need to go now. You're going to get, if you missed out <laughs> on Frentech, this is the next thing. You don't miss out on this great hype. It's going to, I mean, it's like the worst. It was so, it was, oh, oof. man. Yeah. It, it felt, it felt like I was listening to like a dystopic reality where people are just reading off these, you know, these teleprompter cards and you answer and you ask them questions and they just give you this robotic answer that it, honestly, it left, it left me with more questions after it than I actually had going into it. Yeah. Dogfather was there though. So dude, tell us your experience of this. Of the spaces yeah i mean the thing is it, it was kind of like advertised as an mna and typically an mna is a bit more interactive but what they do was obviously they had you know gathered some questions you know from from discord and everywhere to like 10 or so and then they were like preparing statements and probably they just you know translated them into english and then reading them and yep. practicing that them and then I was like having I, I didn't get it right that that this was kind of like the style of an MMA AMA and then I was like trying to to answer like or ask like real questions I mean interesting questions so how to onboard how to get in how to get out and stuff and they were not answering that and this was a bit bizarre so so then I noticed that oh they they, they cannot answer right so so then then they also stopped that you know after forty minutes or so. 
yeah, that, that was really strange. So I thought like, Jake, let, let's do it a bit better. You know, mm-hmm. let's, let's answer these questions that, that they left un, you know, unanswered. So, I mean, you know, the lesson learned from that is you can have a really cool product, uh, a really cool idea, but you also have to do the marketing side. You also have to be present. So you need the whole team. So again, I mean, learn from other people's errors. So I think they left some on the some stuff on the table by you know not really reaching out to the community, but but now I mean a few people step up and help creating videos. So big shout out to to Mio. So she was doing a cool video on on how to basically withdraw money because people were always asking and they were like, okay, look into this thread. And then people were asking, no, let let's let's give us a, a, a how to video, and they, they were not delivering. So then now the community members they are like so desperate. That they do that, and then they can also, you know, present themselves as good people. So that's what's happening now. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, you know, there's there's three major questions to it, and we'll dive into those. Which is, you know, the question of the team, kind of the mysterious nature of it. You know, is it actually on Bitcoin? Which we will dive into, and then the the tokenomics of TC is something that they continually tend to look over, even though I've asked them like at least thirty times about it. But going into what alpha is, right? So, so trustless computer is marketed as a Bitcoin L2, and and how they say that it's a Bitcoin L2 is that they it's two it's two rollups, I guess they call it. What do they call it? They called it recursive rollups. So they have you have trustless computer, which is this smart contract of an L2, and then they have something underneath called a BVM, Bitcoin Virtual Machine, which I guess is where all the transactions happen on something called NOS, Nitrous Oxide System, which is, I guess, a fork of Optimism or Polygon, one of those two. And then there's where all the transactions on Alpha happen. And then they package all those up in a roll-up and apparently they stamp it or embed it into the Bitcoin blockchain through something that they call a transaction writer. That's something specific to Trustless Computer. And then on the other side, I guess they have something called a transaction reader, where they then read the data that is minted in, or I guess inscribed. I, I don't even know what how they're putting it onto Bitcoin, but then they have something called a transaction reader that then pulls that data from Bitcoin and then puts it into BVM and then somehow it goes back up to alpha in the Trustless Computer. I don't know, Adam is sitting here just chopping. Bro. I got vibes that this is firmly embedded on AWS, man. That's that's <laughs> the vibes I'm getting right here. The blockchain it's using is Amazon Web Services, man. Like I just, if if it's this complicated that people in the space who know what the hell they're talking about can't understand what's going on, I have a very difficult time believing that it is like, it just, it throws up red flags. That's on, it just, it throws up red flags when literally some of the smartest dudes like in the world are like, I'm not exactly sure what's going on here. My red flags just start flying up. So, yeah. yeah. So I pinned to the top Bob Bodily. He's wrote two different TLDRs on this. And I'll go through a few of these and then I'll, I'll call on Dogfather. <clears throat> so it's TLDR and Bob Bodily's kind of been this guy in the ordinal space who has a very complex understanding of systems engineering. Um, from all blockchains. So a, a lot of people really looked to him to like explain things and he has a high degree of credibility. His TLDR is alpha is way more Bitcoin than I originally thought. Alpha is as Bitcoin as BRC20 is. And so then he goes on to take for some takes. He says, trustless computer can easily spin up EVM rollups that settle on various layers. 
These could be L1s like Bitcoin, Ether, Polygon, or they could be trustless computer rollups. So basically trustless computer, yeah, is allows you to, or it creates smart contracts for you that could be of that nature. TC is computer number zero. So it was the first smart contract that was deployed. It's an optimistic rollup that settles directly on Bitcoin. And so then it says, because trustless computer is an optimistic rollup, it is actually very similar in trust assumptions to ordinals because of the trusted indexer verifier prover so that it could be essentially decentralized. TC, which trusts computer, is almost a sovereign rollup on Bitcoin because it posts proofs to Bitcoin. And if users run a full node, they can verify or challenge the proofs posted to Bitcoin. So then NOS is another rollup. This is computer number one. So you have trustless computer. And then NOS was the second smart contract deployed. NOS is actually an optimistic rollup that lives on top of trustless computer. This means trustless computer is a layer two rollup and NOS is a layer three rollup. Rollups on top of rollups is a fairly common concept for scaling rollups, man. It gets really, really depth or in depth, right? These are like, this is like hardcore. Why is web three not happened yet? I can't get, I don't understand why. So then it says NOS settles on trustless computer and trustless computer settles on Bitcoin. So that's basically how it works. And then he goes on to talk about summarizing front tech and how alpha is very similar or how trustless computer is very similar to BRC20. And so I will summarize it here through Bob's words, and then I'll let Dogfather go on. He says, summarizing everything, the front tech on Bitcoin is as much uh, on Bitcoin as BRC20. BRC20 is a meta protocol on top of ordinals, which is another meta protocol on top of Bitcoin. We trust centralized indexers to provide accurate state. Alpha is an optimistic rollup on top of an optimistic rollup. It, right, it's NOS on top of trustless computer, which is on top of Bitcoin. We trust centralized verifiers and sequencers to provide that accurate state. Holy Jesus, it is crazy out here. What type of technology is going on? Dogfather, what is your take? Man, uh, I did this uh, out of my competence. <laughs> Uh, because I have to, I mean, I have to typically just do it and see the code and how it works. Yeah. Uh, this is, I mean, this looks like an onion. I was also pinning the latest tweet by 3700, which is not really clearing up anything. <laughs> so this is like, this looks like an onion to me where you have three recursive things kind of like embedded. This is like really crazy. So I don't know. I, I think this is, extremely complex you dig into that would be something i'm also right oh so you know you're back now you're back you're know. back now you lost your first sec i'm back now yeah I, I i cannot i cannot move through my house it's it's really strange i have a corner where there's just no wi-fi so i'm just just wrapping up this is very complex it's like looking like an onion so bob is also here so that's cool so we we tried to 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 go to the ordinary show yesterday because the the new Bitcoin City team could not go there, so I was pinging Bob. So let's let's go there. I mean, otherwise they, they will have a hard time. Trevor was not there. I think he was somehow traveling. So he also had some opinions and some response to what Bob was writing. So it is complex, and I don't know whether it's unnecessarily complex. But but I leave the tag up to Bob. So I think the team is doing a, a great job. The new Bitcoin City team is doing a great job in really putting out this app. I mean, they are like. Every hour there's an update and it's getting better and better. Maybe they should have waited two days until the app is really done and then get it out. So maybe that would be the easier part. So I think two lessons learned here. Don't ship out too early and then have someone with communication skills on your team. 
<laughs> yeah, no kidding. Speaking of Bob, dude, the devil, I just literally read through your entire post on uh, Alpha so that we could really try to understand uh, what's going on here. So, so over the last two days, have you learned anything new about Alpha or at least give us a little bit of your opinion and thoughts of it? Yeah. Hi, everyone. Super happy to be here. Sorry, I'm, I'm a little bit late. Was just jumping off another call. Was actually meeting with the team doing some really cool automation stuff, try, trying to come into the ordinal space. So that'll be pretty cool. Yeah. So alpha, the alpha on alpha, I guess it's if it's public knowledge, it's not alpha. But uh, so just quick kind of recap of the tech stack. You know, if you if, if, if you haven't seen my, you know, series of threads or, or posts, it's essentially trustless computer lets you spin up optimistic rollups in a really easy way. They're EVM optimistic rollups. And currently they have two of their kind of main computers. A computer is just like an instance of a rollup. So they have TC. TC is computer number zero and TC settles on Bitcoin. Um, based on their docs, it looks like it uses Bitcoin as a full data, a data availability layer and uses Bitcoin for finality. This is an optimistic rollup though. And so we'll I can talk a little bit later about the like trust assumptions of having an optimistic rollup like this on Bitcoin. And then there's another layer, I'll call it, I don't know, a layer three rollup perhaps, which is NOS, stands for nitrous oxide. And it uses it uses Polygon as the full data availability. I, I kind of went back and forth on this on my post because it wasn't very clear, but it does store, you know, the full data availability on Polygon, but then it uses it, it essentially rolls up to tc which rolls up to bitcoin and so it does use bitcoin for finality but it does have a dependency of a polygon data availability layer meaning that if the polygon data availability layer was i don't know like shut down or wasn't available it does you know break break the system and so that's based on my current knowledge that's the current setup the the optimistic rollup on optimistic rollup on Bitcoin is an interesting model because Bitcoin can't do the proof verification itself, which means that you're basically forced to have off-chain verification, which means like with with validity rollups, like a true sovereign rollup, perhaps users would be able to run a light client and could verify proofs themselves. With optimistic rollups, I believe they'd have to run a full node in order to do those verifications. And also the, you know, with optimistic rollups, you can all, always post a challenge, which is like, a, you know, this, this data is incorrect. And you could post it directly to Ethereum in, in, in the case where Ethereum could actually verify the proof. But Bitcoin can't do that, which means you have to use an off-chain system in order to do that kind of challenge. So that's the current state of of the tech stack if i had to summarize everything it's pretty close you know from a side chain to like a true layer two i think there is a spectrum which is funny i didn't know that it, there would be such a spectrum between side chain and l2 but because it's not like a you know if we walk from an l2 to a side chain you might have an l2 you might have a sovereign roll-up that uses validity proofs if we continue to step away you might get something like this optimistic rollup setup, and then you would get to a side chain. So it's it's leaning towards the side chain more so than than the L2 right now. I know for people who are Bitcoin kind of people here, they hear Polygon and they go, that doesn't sound like Bitcoin. Like 
why are they using polygon like i mean i, I can i can guess why but but why, why would that be needed yeah they don't actually have to use polygon and in fact they've mentioned that in the future they could just spin up and I think this is likely part of their plans. They could spin up another trustless computer. They have a really great, I haven't used the UI. I'm, I'm assuming they have a good UI to like actually create a new, a new trustless computer. So they could spin up a new rollup and that rollup would, could have full data availability on Bitcoin. It's probably just because of some historical reason that they're leveraging Polygon as their data availability layer when they don't have to. And so I think that's an interesting upgrade that they could make that would remove that, you know, Polygon DA dependency. Interesting. Bob, I have one question and then I'll, and then I'll let Bunzi run with it too. When, when there's L2s historically on Ethereum, you kind of hear this claim that L2s are leveraging Ethereum and they're using the, its security. That's how they exist on top of on Ethereum, is Trust's computer new Bitcoin City leveraging Bitcoin security through this transaction writer of posting the data there? Like, what? Why? Why use Bitcoin in this situation? So currently, they are using Bitcoin for finality. So in a similar way as like Stacks, for example, Stacks posts a hash of the blocks to Bitcoin, and that's how you get finality on Stacks. And you know, some people make fun of systems that, that rely on Bitcoin for finality, but it, it actually does give you some of the security of the underlying chain because you're relying on that chain for finality. And so in that way, yes, Trustless Computer is is leveraging a portion. I don't know how much, you know, some under under 50% number, maybe. Some, some set of security is being gained by leveraging Bitcoin for finality in this case. Awesome, thank you, Bob. Go ahead, Bunzi. Yeah, I just wanna check how I'm sounding first. Sounding good, man. Sounds good, are you on a mic now? Yeah, I finally got, okay, cool, I'm back. Yeah, I got a hot take on this whole thing. Just, I think that like the way it emerged and the tech that is being, you know, at this point kind of claimed is like, we can't really check the finality or the hashes that are hitting. And like, I think say something does happen that's obscure, people mess with the TC liquidity pool, something bad happens. What is Bitcoin gonna do to reverse that? It's not going to do anything. It's just saying, hey, Bitcoin, this happened. Thank you, come again. And they're just writing to Bitcoin. They're not like, doing anything to, from my knowledge, that sets up like fail safes for these other networks to utilize and leverage Bitcoin. Like the hot take here is like, it's just marketing at its finest. It's like, okay, we're using Bitcoin. We're using trustless computers, polygons even in the mix. Now we're going to roll it up. Oh yeah. And it's optimistic. And it's like, it's, that's where you, when you can't explain it, it's too good to be true because this is this would be a massive breakthrough technically if someone was able to achieve a zk rollup on bitcoin where if you know it just that's my view on it i love people innovating and building i just don't like people like getting yeah. the community lost in the sauce people are just like influencers are like oh buy my keys and they're pushing a product that like by nature i don't want to use like you know, slander or anything, but like, I just don't know what their product does. Like, yeah, on that, the, that, on the that's my gut too. Yeah, or, or, I mean, this is what 
works. Yeah, like you said, if you can't explain something, I mean, I understand stuff is complicated, but you know, if you can't explain it, so some of the smartest people in the space, although Bob seems to at least generally understand it. Yeah, and I respect dude, Bob's write-ups, and I've connected with him or chatted with him recently, trying to get is just like his takes are very solid, especially as BRC twenty. And I get the take is like, you know, it's as you can say anything is you know because there is centralized indexers. There's a lot of move towards making BRC twenty a lot more you know decentralized in this and like the indexing and all of these things. But to there's just really smart teams working on that. And then this emerges out of nowhere with a very trending piece of software and they're claiming huge technical advances. And they're just, look at this, look at this photo. This is how we explained it. And people are like, thanks for the write-up. And look at that thing. It's a box inside a box inside a box, <laughs> box a Bitcoin symbol. And people are like, oh man, that, and that's, I don't know. I just don't feel like that's healthy for the space to, to really, you know, I don't know. It's just like BRC20 caught so much flack. Like Bitcoin, Bitcoin Maxi gets like light of this. Like, I'm just curious of like, when are people going to like talk about it? Like the way Bob's talking about it. People are just like, oh, I can sell my keys. So it's taking over the timeline. And that's what I kind of just have like a, a hard time um, swallowing. Yeah, one, one quick comment on the, on the BRC20 comparison I made. It's not a perfect comparison, but the, the, the reason I made the comparison is BRC20 is a meta protocol on top of a meta protocol on top of Bitcoin, which is, I mean, it sounds a lot like optimistic roll-up on optimistic roll-up on Bitcoin. And the other interesting thing is with BRC20, you are trusting uh, an indexer to not lose funds. So if you go to some marketplace and their indexer is wrong and you have a PSBT, you're going to have Bitcoin for Bitcoin, but the indexer is going to lie and say there's BRC20 in there when there isn't. And then you're going to lose funds because you're, the, the PSBT will work, but you'll end up getting a fake BRC20. And so you, yeah. you are trusting the indexer in order to not lose funds. And in this case, for, for Alpha, you are trusting not just optimistic rollup number one, but also optimistic rollup number two, plus the Alpha code, plus the smart contract. Yeah, that, optimistic that's rollup number one. Yeah. where the comparison gets lost for me. It's like the indexer, I get it. There's fuckery happening, but there's advancements and there's at least ways to check. The data is in the Satoshi, regardless of how you look at it. And, you know, proof of stake, these indexers are doing proof of social stake. If they're wrong, often people aren't going to use them. There's at least some understanding and some, it's grounded. But this, where it's like this optimistic rollup, we don't know what talks to the second one. How can one that barely uses a block explorer or people that even use that, you know, go down this path and figure out how legitimate this is, especially when a C TC token that's used for withdrawing, like what's happening? Can they print more of that? Where, where is that? Exactly. Where's that coming from? And it's like, if we can't have that legitimacy and we're like encouraging, and unfortunately this whole space is ran by what's popping on the timeline, dude, this, this, this place could just print TC take everyone's liquidity and exit. But because influencers have an upside, they're selling it like it's fucking the best thing. But a ZK roll-up on Bitcoin is significant. And if it's wrapped up in this, I just I just smell something that, I, I hope I'm wrong. And I hope like this is really a, a direction that we could take Bitcoin. Because I do think it's amazing to have proof of work and a decentralized network 
as a part of a security layer. Like that's massive. But in this case, I just don't see it. And like, I'm working super hard to learn the UTXO model and build tooling on Bitcoin. And then this comes around and they're just like, I don't know. So I'm, I'm a little bit biased, but I don't know. I just, I, I like this conversation because it's not like, yo, buy my keys. It's pumping. It's more, it's more yeah. like trying to figure out what they're doing. Yeah. Pushing further on that, you know, when, when you're really looking for a good setup, you want to know where the smart contracts deployed. You want to know who still has control over those smart contracts. You want to know where the TC token contract is deployed. You want to know what functions the token contract has. All of these things that are like pretty standard in, in the Ethereum world. And here we have EVM smart contracts on, on these rollups, and we don't know any of the information here. Completely centrally controlled. Anyone could change those. I mean, maybe there's maybe there's information here that I haven't, you know, dug up yet, but I don't know the answers to any of those questions. And I would like to know the answers to those questions. Yeah, this, yeah so there, there is hold on, Bunzi. Let me let me push back yeah, yeah. a little bit from the influencer perspective. First, there's two major concerns and everything that you guys have said is. 100% warranted. This is we spent the majority of Saturday spaces bringing up all these questions so that we can propose it to Punk 3700 so that they can address the major concern I think that still exists today is the tokenomics of trustless computer. What's the total supply? What's the circulating supply, right? Can they can they just mint more TC on demand, right? If you go on to CoinGecko or CoinMarketCap, there's no listing for trustless computer. And when you see this happen, historically, it's been a very bad situation, right? Like Hex wasn't listed on CoinMarketCap. A, a bunch of these that are not listed there means that there is some sort of central control over the, over the token supply. So we, I have asked and proposed that question to the founder multiple times, and it's something that he's just, or he, she, they, whoever it is, they've just completely dismissed it. I've asked them multiple times to come on the show, and it's also something that they overlook every time that it's proposed. So looking outside of that, right, the liquidity issue for taking TC, going to the DEX, swapping it for Ethereum, and then moving it out has a high slippage. I think it's like 18%. And then you're also paying 10% to sell. So this is what's preventing a lot of the traders coming in. And then also, I believe to buy TC, there's also a fee on top of that. So I, from what I, from my understanding is, there's like a, a also like an 18% fee or something like that for taking your ETH and then buying T, TC with it. So I, I don't understand if this is like where TC is made or the, the company themselves are trying to make their their revenue is from just this this kind of fee model. But when you look historically, they've been around since February and they've kind of really just thrown stuff at the wall to see what works. This is by far the largest amount of attention that they've got, right? They tried to do smart BRC20. They did ERC set or BRC721. If you go on there, there's like a GameFi product, a DeFi product. So they're really trying to, you know, see what's interesting. I, I don't think it's fair to, to characterize people on alpha as influencers trying to pump and dump when there's really no way to even get your stuff off of it. I think, you know, within the first 48 or 72 hours, most people are really trying to experiment. So just because, you know, people attempt to try something out, it doesn't mean influencers are coming in to try to pump their coin. You know, it's obvious that coins do pump when, or, or keys do pump when there's, you know, a few hundred people that have been partaking in it. But I don't see people coming in and just, you know, blatantly pump and dumping. 
here yeah. their coins. So I think I don't think it's it's fair to characterize people early adopters of a protocol, any protocol, of saying that they're coming in with malicious intent. I just don't think that's fair. Yeah, just to just to respond to that is, I don't think that at all either. And if it came off that way, I just think it's the perfect storm. I just think it's like the elements of it that get all put together. And like we live in this environment where it's like, don't trust verify. And how we can't verify this. We just can't. And we just get lost in the sauce with these buzzwords. And if we can verify it, like I'm all for it. But right now, it's just like, oh, you can't answer that. Let's wrap it with a, a new word. Wrap it with another word. And like the, the pen tweet explains this perfectly. Is like, you know, people are here with the right intent. And the term influencers, I know it's triggering and all this stuff. And I don't mean it like that. I just mean the reach and the like how many people they can get attention onto this. And I just don't want to see people, you know, getting misled and, you know, going down a path where they get they get rugged because that's the real that happens more often than good products getting used. So like I just don't want to be naive to how much reach this is getting regardless of how it's get it getting it. I I don't think anyone's at fault for sharing it, but I do just think there's a strange upside that's making this go parabolic other than other products. That's all I'm trying to get at. Yeah, the, uh, I would say the, so your issue is kind of the uh, additional complexity that's possibly unnecessary. And then the the marketing behind it, calling a Bitcoin L2, yeah. where it's still, where the added complexity kind of masquerades it as a Bitcoin protocol, where it's maybe tangentially a Bitcoin protocol. Yes. Although Bob has brought up that, you know, this is, similar to kind of a BRC20. So it does get into this kind of ideological or philosophical uh, perspective of what what is what what makes something on Bitcoin, right? This is kind of where, you know, a maximalist or Bitcoin purist perspective comes into play, right? This is kind of how maxis get in trouble of saying, you know, Bitcoin should only be used for this, the most on-chain, right? Bitcoin this, that kind of ideals. It is an interesting conversation, I think, you know, outside, of, if you just abstract the whole idea of new Bitcoin city and just kind of move into the realm of what what does it take to consider something to be on Bitcoin? I find that a very fascinating conversation, to say the least. So even if this is this, you know, alpha or trustless computer in general, you know, is a fraud or or becomes success or it still has, you know, these questions to be answered. The fact that we're sitting here talking about this, I think, does push the the space forward in terms of like how development on Bitcoin will be viewed going forward. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I just think let's call it what it is. Like you can, there's multiple indexers, and the data is immutable. We can prove without a shadow of a doubt what's occurring on ordinal theory with multiple indexers. Yeah, sure, things get in the mempool and things are getting handled there, but we can discuss those and understand them. No one can repeat what they're doing. We don't know where their smart contract is. We don't know what rollups they're using. We're just really, trust me, broing their data right now. And that's just what it is. Like you're transferring your Bitcoin to an EVM, you're using a DAP, and then they're charging you fees multiple times. And then at the end, you're just transferring back to Bitcoin. That's essentially what's happening until I can get like proven otherwise. Yeah, it's a trusted computer to say the <laughs> least. Go ahead, Dogfather. Yes, it's just, uh, you know, sharing my experience. So I wanted to 
you know, I, I was just looking at Dune, how to build the dashboard for that, but I was not finding any, you know, anything on how, you know, to access the data. And because I was also talking to the founders, like, yeah, it would be cool to build a dashboard. And they're like, yeah, just do a Dune dashboard. And I was like, well, I mean, that, that that's not easy to find, right? So, I mean, they're posting the numbers, you know, the transaction numbers, which is like 10, 20% or so of what Frentech is doing, which is really cool. I mean, Frentech has all this, you know, backing by base and, and so on. So it's pretty remarkable, but but it's very hard for me. You know, I, I'm, I'm working with data and I'm having a very hard time finding the data. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's very complicated. So, and my take is, Probably this is not the last product, you know, social file product on, on Bitcoin. So it's good to play around with that just to make yourself, you know, familiar with it. And probably not the last one, but everyone who's interested in, in, in playing around with these, you know, new ways, do it. You'll make yourself, let's say, I'm not saying a brand, but make yourself like known in the community. And once, you know, maybe another product is there or they move or migrate to, to maybe a more suitable product, then be prepared. I think uh, that, that will definitely have, uh, I don't know how much future, but this will not go away. I think people really like it and uh, we will see whether it's sustainable. But, but I think as a content creator and, and builder, you should be, you know, always seeking out new ways to reach out to people. And honestly... I was buying just keys of people I respect and I would like to have, let's say, a closer kind of connection than just being one of 10,000 followers. And this may be really huge if you really have a way to communicate to the biggest builders in our space for, I mean, $100, $200. I mean, that, that's basically nothing. I mean, pay, pay for a dinner with like Coinbase CEO. I mean, you, you can go to, you can donate a hundred thousand bucks or so to, to meet up with these guys for an hour. So having, you know, the oldness, one of the biggest, some of the biggest oldness builders or, you know, by Bob's, you know, key, it's 40C, that's nothing. And then you have a connection with him. I mean, think about that. that that's pretty cool. Yeah, the, the social fi aspect of it is is intriguing. And I do want to push this conversation forward. And I, I love Bunzi's spicy take. So I'm going to ask him a question right after this personal anecdote regarding friend tech. So the cool aspects of kind of building on what Dogfather is talking about, you know, I live out here in Las Vegas. One of my favorite DJs, his name's Boys Noise. I found out that he last night that he is going to be here in a month. So I've recently found out that he had a friend tech key. And so I bought his friend tech key last night and messaged him in his chat. And I said, Hey, dude, I live out in Vegas. I heard you're going to be here. And he said, Yeah, dude, shoot me your name. I'll put you on the list. So now I'm going to go see him for free, right? So you can have these kind of really special kind of conversation awesome. and relationships. And so he's going to put me and all my friends on on his guest list, and we're going to go see him for free. So those are the kind of special things that can really happen. But Bunzi, you know, abstracting away, maybe, let's just say that alpha you know, is is an EVM, it's not on Bitcoin, trying to remove, you know, the spiciness surrounding it. What do you feel about the user experience of Alpha compared to friend tech in general? I think, like, I love the idea of first SocialFi. I think, like, you know, gated access, we saw this with OnlyFans. I know it got, like, really pushed with, like, you know, the sex culture or whatever, but, like, access and tokenizing things is is a win, I think, especially as we move into digital content. But the the user experience, you know, if I'm being 100% honest, it's like, it's quite clunky. Like 
it was slow. I, I like, you know, what's interesting to me is just the comparison to the subscribe button on Twitter. Like, I feel like that could accomplish similar stuff and it's a much more legitimate app, but I get it. I, it, it, it speaks to the degen in me to speculate on people. It's like, Ooh, I got this early. I got boys noise friend tech early and that that plays a role in it and i do think that's an interesting part i just think it's a zero sum game when you start to add some of those you know vulnerabilities to holding something it's like oh i bought friend tech at the top fuck this guy like like that's going to add a weird element to that relationship to someone that bought it very expensive i do think there's a place for it and again this is just my opinion i like i participate in all these new texts cuz i'm highly interested not only to to see where it goes, but again, my speculation side. I want to be early and see the the upside of it, and I want to say that straight up because if people can't acknowledge that part, you know, you're kind of looking at it through, you know, a little bit biasly. You're just kind of like ignoring a part of why you're doing it. I know that's kind of around, but the the UX UI. I mean, you can't upload photos. You can't have a voice call. You can't do video you can't you're just like a text and like let's be real a lot of these major people already have a lot of inboxes we're adding another inbox so the scalability of it's pretty interesting again this is i sound like a debbie downer with all these takes like i i love innovation i love people building things like i myself try to build things that fail all the time and like some of them do, like so i get like, it so I, but what i'm trying to get at is like I just don't want to get lost in the sauce and be like, you know, and not try to point some of these things out because I don't know that that's, that's my only stance here. It's like, I'm just playing devil's advocate to a certain degree. I applaud the the Bitcoin city team for building actual tangible tools that people are using. They're enjoying. I just wanted to bring a different light to the conversation. Cause all I've been seeing is like, let's go speculate on people. And I, I get it. I love it. I'm here for it. But like, Let's talk about the tech behind it too. If you're claiming a big technical advancement, let's discuss that. That's significant. And if you're trying to like get more users, if you answer these things, that's going to help you just as much. So I just I just don't see why they're not doing that. Yeah. So the main the main difference is going back and forth between front tech and and alpha. If you're just looking at it objectively from a UI and UX perspective. The main difference I notice is the chat rooms where on alpha, when you click on the left-hand side, all of the keys that you've purchased, all of those rooms, you could scroll through like a timeline and you can see everybody, all of those key holders commenting on the, on the rooms post. So like if I, if I think 30 people own my key, right. And so then anytime I make a post, all 30 of those people could comment on it or reply to it similar to what you see on Twitter. And so then on my feed for all the keys that I own, I think on like 20, I could see all of those feeds of everyone posting and all the comments, very similar to Twitter, where on the other side on friend tech, you have to click on the individual room owner, right? So if I own Bunzi's keys and Bob's keys, I'd have to click on Bunzi's room. And then I can post a message there and then Bunzi has the option to reply to me so that everybody else can see. But if not, it's a very one-on-one -on -one kind of experience. And that it has more of an exclusive nature where I would say Alpha has a little bit more of like a community vibe. 
And yeah, of course, friend text went out for about six weeks longer. So they, they just added a new feature today, like a watch list. They have images, they have hyperlinks, but I do have to, you know, I applaud the alpha team for actually putting out, you know, this app was built four days ago, five days ago. So they have been pushing a lot of updates, but again, there are still, you know, concerns or questions that, that have to be answered. I know Adam created a alpha and before he even created a friend tech, which I've been trying to get him to use my invite code forever. So I could get some of those juicy, juicy points that I'm trying to farm here. What, what's your thought on Socialify and the experience outside of just what alpha is built on? My, my feeling is if, if we're going to go to this, like, well, it's not really on Bitcoin. It's kind of this soft Bitcoin model. Why isn't anybody just integrating Twitter into something like this, right? Just making it much more like, yes, you get rewarded here, but let's have the majority of our social interactions take place on Twitter. We just read the Twitter API who responds, retweets, likes, shares, whatever. That just funnels back to this, you know, other layer that settles it. And it all gets settled on Bitcoin or base or wherever we want to settle it, but actually integrate it with an existing infrastructure where people actually want to, or already want to live, right? Like, like Bunzi said, and it's a good point. Like I already have 50 different inboxes and streams, right? For me to add another, and it, it's got to be really, really compelling, or most people are just going to lose it. And I've seen it already. Like on alpha, I have, you know, I bought the coins that I could afford, but like people aren't really, po I think I've posted more than like everybody else. And that's like four posts over like a one day period, right? Most people are just like, GM, you know, I don't need to go to a separate app for that. Right. And that's the alpha. Like, dude, thanks for saying GM on another <laughs> yeah, app. Yeah, it's no serious. Uh, I mean, like, I, nobody I even know. Like, GM was a good, it was a good, it wasn't going to be a good morning. Dude, I... There, there is no alpha, guys. There's no, like, the alpha was, I guess, maybe some of these guys are getting in groups and, like, hey, let's buy this one and pump it up and then dump it, I guess. But for most of us, you know, the idea of like hunting for alpha. What are you talking about, dude? We're in the, the middle of like a deep bear market. There's no fucking alpha around here. This is all like community building and making friends and hanging out with people, you know? Yeah. So, but well, we I can really do that on Twitter, you know? I mean, it's like, yeah. I'm all for decentral. Like, look, we, we, Jake and I were talking before we got on the, the show, like Russell Brand just had his YouTube demonetized, right? There is a definite need for, for decentralized social media, like a deep need, right? But it's got to connect, like, the ability to earn money through ad revenue and whatever. It's got to bridge that Web 2 into Web 3. Like, some that has to be done. Like, and if, if we're able to do this in, in, like, a soft crypto way, I think there's a ton of possibilities for people to do this. Now that we've kind of become accustomed and we are actually willing to accept, like, this semi-crypto version, I think, you know, there's actually a tremendous opportunity here. Tremendous, tremendous opportunity for the, I guess, just speaking on kind of what exists in these social fly rooms on friend tech and alpha, I've really kind of noticed maybe three or four different things that are happening here. One person is posting calls, trading calls, right? Like, Hey, buy a Bitcoin at 26,000, <laughs> sell it at $26,400. One interesting kind of rooms that I've come across is this like rumor mill kind of idea where people are kind of posting behind the scenes dirt on different types of people. Like for one, for example, I actually saw in one chat on friend tech, people were discussing the team of new Bitcoin city and saying that 
all of the investors who had invested in in NBC over the last, I think, a year or something have like all lost their money, and that the the their I guess the NBC team is comparing their FDV to about a billion dollars or something like that. But of course, this is all like unfounded rumor mill sure. kind of stuff, which I find kind of interesting actually. I've seen one room with sports picks that are happening. And then the one that's really pumping up all of these front tech keys is giveaways and buybacks mm -hmm. where, you know, I was just in, I'm a, I'm a key holder of Mooncat2878 because he's the homie. So I bought it like really early and he just got it to one ETH within the last two weeks by doing $2,000 giveaways to his holders. Right. And it's like, if you're somebody who's, you know, small, like how do you compete with that, with these people who are, doing $2,000 giveaways or <laughs> yeah. the top front tech holder or one of the top, his name's Levi. He does buybacks where he spends like multiple amount, multiple ETH per day buying people who buy his shares. It's just like, right. This is kind of how Ponzi forms really. Right. Eventually, yeah. That's just like Ponzi's all the way down. Man. Eventually. Right. The, the meta right now on there is something called three, three, where it's like, if you buy my key, then I'll buy your key. Bro. It, the, it, the, the thing though is like Dude, the key, are we back to follow for follow on twitter it's, I mean, it's exactly on, what it is it reminds me of myspace pick comment for pick comment kind of thing Dude. back in the day that's when i think start falling apart because once you know a handful of people run for the exit then it just it all falls apart yeah but it does you know it does leave you know kind of an interesting idea of where social fi and stuff can go and, and social tokens so i do want to kind of i'll end kind of my rant here i posted to the top about social fi branding and awareness and danny from on-chain monkey actually kind of challenged me on this thought so i had to expand on it he said he said if you are if you're on alpha and and friend tech are you doing a disservice to your community members by you know spreading your kind of love out is kind of like the message that he he had responded and i said you know i looked at my two different accounts friend tech i had friend tech i have like 25 key holders and on alpha i have 30 there's not one single crossover. It's That's different. Crazy. It's different communities on both. Yeah. And so, it, you know, if you're building a DeFi protocol or like a crypto product, I understand that you want to centralize liquidity there, right? You don't want to spread the liquidity out. But if you're trying to scale your social capital, then you're, you're, it's all about brand awareness. Yeah. And it's about being on as many platforms as possible, right? Traditional content creators and influencers and celebrities, they live on multiple social media platforms, Twitter, YouTube, right? TikTok, yeah. Instagram. And you don't see their community chastising them for that because it's they know that they're going to get a return by the more people who are aware of this person. So I do see kind of a similar trajectory here where once Socialfy tools are built out, you're going to want to have a social media presence or an on-chain social media presence on each blockchain because it's going to be different communities. As we know, you know, working at Emblem, we talk about meeting collectors where they are. Because you just know when somebody's used to a certain blockchain, they just they don't ever want to leave it. So I do recommend, you know, regardless of what your belief is, is it built on faulty grounds to at least go out and try all of these different social media ones? Because who knows if we're ever going to be able to import our X audience into Noster or any of these other platforms. So it's good totally. to just really, really be ahead of the grain on that. So... I will end that rant there. I would like to pass it over to Buns, who's going to lead off this next sector that he invited Mr. Lucky from BT Machine on. So go ahead. Yeah. And just to end on that, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let me have it. Let me give you my other take. 
but yeah. by the way, join um, my alpha group, guys. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, just make sure, dude. The GM just hits way harder in there. <laughs> way harder. Hey, I tried to. I was like, look, hey, maybe I could. I'm not gonna like buy my keys or do any of that sort of stuff. But hey, what if I find you guys like viral videos and you could you use them and I'll give you the quote to tweet out. Nobody was interested. Nobody <laughs> wanted it. I was like, oh well, yes. there it goes. There's there's the value. Yeah, I, I just hope it goes well because I would hate to see a lot of people, you know. Because now these these accounts are turned into like mini NFT groups, and we saw what happened to NFT groups. So, Mister Lucky, what is cracking? Welcome to the show. I've been a big fan of BTC Machine. What you guys have done, you guys saw the writing on the wall very early for Ordinals, and I've been building ever since very significantly in stealth a lot of it, and you guys just release really you know big updates, and I like that model. I think it's it's really cool. But yeah, if you just want to give a qu quick explanation of what BTC Machine is, and then we can just jump into this next segment. Yes, very interesting conversation. I, I learned a lot about Alpha, Frentech. I think, you know, just to finish off on that. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, now give us your take, man. Give us your take. And then we'll, well move on. The, Show your I, keys, dog. Show your keys. <laughs> I'm the really uneducated, not technical degen type so i really have to base it off on you know what i know and you know from my life experience you mean and, just an uh, honest and everyone else just laughs like dude check out this graph it looks like an onion but i'm technical <laughs> yeah so anything in life i think you know it comes down to we we don't understand everything but we use a lot of things that we don't understand so I don't see it as a reason not to try it out and everything, but you have to be conscious that, you know, it's an experiment and, you know, don't go all in on, on this. And uh, we'll probably never understand all of it 100%. So I wouldn't have that as a, you know, problem because anything, in my opinion, comes down, even in Web3, you go down the rabbit hole and then you you get to a point where you have to trust, right? whether it's like a holder or you know uh, market players on any chain anything there's going to be a level of trust and our goal i think in web3 is to diminish that and make that percentage as low as possible so everybody can be safe and every everything can be as transparent and and secure for everybody but there's always there's always an element of trust in my opinion so that's my take on it. Absolutely beautiful. Tell us, give it, Mr. Lucky, tell us what BT Machine is. I mean, I've seen, you know, the ticker around since the beginning of inception. There's you know, tons of airdrops and all kinds of stuff happening. Give us, give us a lowdown. Yes. So we started back in February when, you know, the ordinal movement really took off. And we just love to build communities, brands, whole universe. And Papa and myself, we have a lot of ideas. We're like two creative types and we love gaming. So we're in all of these things, like building a global brand that is ordinal native. That's really what is pushing us, you know, this vision of 10, 50 years, 100 years. We want to build something that outlives us and, you know, that that is going to be a, a whole universe on itself, a little bit like Star Wars or or Pokemon, something that, you know, is never seen before and is a totally different universe. 
So that's why we have a lot of assets. Also, all the building blocks of our universes, we have more than 200,000 ordinals. We airdropped about 95 to 98% of that to our holders. And we just did a few mints. So the mutant virus, the BTC machine, that's our first collection, the 777 original BTC machine. Those are like, you know, the, the top main collection that started our whole universe. So we're working on an MMORPG. And, you know, that's one of the things that excites us the most as gamers. But we decided, you know, to take a little pause for one week. And well, we're still building the MMORPG, but we had to implement something, an idea that we had because we're big on metaverse also, we, we have a vision for, for that. And uh, we saw with Bitmap everything and quad key and like really this vision of metaverse on Bitcoin. And we had a, an idea that we found really interesting. So on our, uh, on the BTC machine Twitter, you, you'll see a, our pin tweet kind of announced that we have a new protocol that will be coming out. And we're really excited about that because uh, it has some features that we think will make, you know, this whole metaverse on Bitcoin a lot more exciting for ordinal players. I think just, can you go over how many inscriptions you have again? We have 36 collection totaling 200,000 ordinals and it's all Jesus. art. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, bro, you're spamming the chain, man. Uncool, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what what, what numbers are the sect of the ordinals? <laughs> what 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 uh, the fed the fed of the ordinals? <laughs> <laughs> what are the what's the number of the last inscription or what's the majority of the inscription numbers? So if I if we're we're about like eighty percent of them are sub two million or Jesus. three million. Yeah. That's gonna age so well. Holy fuck. It is, yeah, yeah. That's you know, we we had already a lot of, you know, the the universe built up and we really wanted to have those grails early on to, you know, be the the assets that will be really wanted in, in like 10 years, 20 years. 30 million right now, but I think, you know, next leg up, it's going to go exponential again. There's always new technologies and new reasons to, to use Ordinal. So we're really excited about that. Being early also is good for our holders because we airdrop. Like our first airdrop was 10,000 and it was to our holders, but also to the OG projects in the space. So we're really about giving value to the whole Ordinals community, and we believe that building together is is what's going to make us successful at the end of the day. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Lucky, uh, tell tell me or tell all the audience why gaming on Bitcoin? Why why build this you know this crazy universal brand, utilizing two hundred thousand uh, digital artifacts instead of just going and building this on Ethereum? You know where it's probably has a little bit more of a simplistic nature to it. Yes. So we're, we're really, we really believe that Bitcoin has, you know, the security aspects of it and, you know, decentralization, it has the advantage over other chains being the first one and, you know, the architecture and how, you know, the, the nodes work and the miners and, and the whole system, which I don't understand 100%, but it is more secure in my opinion. 
and might as well build on the best chain if we're going to have a plan of like 50 years to 100 years and we want to build something huge you know this is this is our our project that we're going to spend all our life energies on btc machine it's really our sandbox you know we were doing like we're we're releasing a, a second album that we're that we've announced 509 pm we're doing some merch so we're doing everything all our ideas that we have is coming from this universe and btc machine so if you're going to build something might as well build it on the most solid foundation if you want it to be there and to stick around for for a long time for the aspects of like the web3 integration well the holders of of the assets you know they're they're going to have more chances of of having those assets around in 100 years and and passing them on and so on and so forth keeping the utility in my opinion than on other chains like Ethereum. I've been burned with NFT projects because you know it's it's not immutable from my experience. Some NFTs I had just disappeared, right? They stopped paying the servers. It was pointing to nothing. So, you know, the fact that it's more secure for us with you know the the level of of energies that we're putting into building this is <laughs> for us it's a no-brainer like we we prefer to use the strongest and most secure chain that is going to be there in a hundred a thousand years dude i agree i think there's another game that i think did this really well it's um i'm gonna drop the ball here but it's a card game does anyone remember fuck what is it called but it's a card game on Bitcoin. And what I really liked about their approach was the assets. You don't need them in game lifetime, like hard assets. It just needs, you just need to prove that you own them. And maybe it could check your wallet every, you know, minute or something. And I think that's a very realistic game style for assets on Bitcoin, where people are really starting to lean towards like, oh, we need Fortnite on chain and all these things. And I, I agree. But I do think the way there is building games that people like that aren't, you know, first person shooters. I just want, I'm just curious, how are you guys thinking about implementing Bitcoin assets into an MMO RPG? You know, I think one of the lowest hanging fruits is someone like reskinning RuneScape and like bringing that type of energy to, to ordinals because I do think a lot of Bitcoin adopters played RuneScape, but that's a random tangent. But what? How are you guys approaching bringing ordinals to to games? I think it's 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 a big question. Yes, and we we never played like and we're interested. Like we tried a bunch of of games on Ethereum and and other chains, but we never found something that was like you say that was fun to play. All the games that I really enjoyed were like Web 2 games in my life. Or else it was like play to earn and it became a grind. So what we want to make sure and we're doing 100% is that a new player comes in from the Web 2 world and doesn't even notice that there's Bitcoin ordinal assets that can be, you know, the, the Web 3 aspect has to be unknown to, to this player for you know, the first two, three months that he he's playing, at least one month. 
And then he discovers, oh, I saw this cool item. How do I get this? So we want Web3 assets and, and ordinal integration to be quality of life, to be, you know, give you access to, to different content quests and possibilities that are not available to Web2 users and just people that don't hold ordinals. But we don't want it to be about, you know, grinding and, and, and getting those ordinals to then sell back in the market and make money. It's like a second job. That's really what we'd never found a game that could balance that because at the end of the day, you play a game to like escape or, or, you know, to immerse yourself into another universe. Well, if it's like a second job, then it's just like, you know, <laughs> I, couldn't agree, I couldn't agree with that take. It's just like product development and any scope of crypto. It's like people that release the token first, like the cart before the horse are unfortunately it's kind of set up for disaster because speculation comes in before the product can even come into full stride so i think like x is positioned to do this in the bet the platform has users it has a lot of people using it regardless of it but now they can introduce a token and it will do significantly it will do very well i know that's a a big example but I do think that approach is the best. If people enjoy the game first, and I think the best on-ramp is just like, hey, pay for this game in Bitcoin. You know, boom. Now you have at least someone that knows how to use a wallet. You introduce a very fun game. And then once you have, you know, that game loop on lock and people are coming back every day, enjoying it and introducing some tokenomics to it, because this happens in all MMORPGs. Like there is a, a secondary market where people grind and sell that, that, whatever currency is in that game. It even help, it happens with like Counter-Strike with the skins and these things, but they didn't lead with like, hey, come buy these skins. No, they led with a fucking solid game and people love that. They played it and then they're like, oh, I want to flex in this game. But if you start with like, hey, come, you know, pay to win, you just have another shitty iPhone app that's just like wrecked from the fucking jump. I don't know if you did. You guys see uh, Doctor Disrespect this last last week? I did a I did a little post on it, but there's a game coming out that he's pushing. Obviously, I'm sure he's being paid for it, but uh, it's like a Fortnite style, you know, battle royale out battle royale style game. Have you guys checked that out? See what's happening there. I saw your post. I want to look more into it. Yeah. Uh, like, my biggest thesis is like a game that you pay for in crypto and it doesn't lead with like, it's going to be the next web three thing. That's going to be the killer because well, like once you lead with like, we're going to be a crypto game, you just get the worst first round of players that they're yeah, th No, this, this they're leading with crypto's not even mentioned. It's just buried in the docs bullish, bullish, um, bullish. and it's free to play. It's basically Fortnite, right? Yeah. That's what I thought. I was pretty bullish on it. Well, I mean, um, if you saw what happened with the Mr. Beast game, what was that, Rec League, where they just got completely obliterated and actually had to come out and apologize for using... Yeah, you can't even use the word NFT, blockchain. You can't even use it. Dogfather, what are you thinking about gaming? Oh, man, I, I'm, I'm the worst person in, with respect to gaming. I mean, I haven't really played a game in 30 years. I mean, <laughs> the thing I, I, the, you know, the only thing I know about gaming on Bitcoin is like Space of Genesis, that we had that in 2015. So there's quite a legacy on you know doing stuff on bitcoin so no they, they were using the old counterparty stack and a few people did it afterwards as well with some like very very like crude token-based games so where you 
you know, basically solved some riddles and then you, you could gain a card, but it's very, very simple. But I mean, they were experimenting with that pretty early on. So, I mean, gaming would be, would be massive. Even I will, even I will play a game if I can win an NFT, right? <laughs> what is the point? All right. I'm a car. I see you keep flicking your mic on and off. What, what is good? I know last time you were on stage, I had to kick you off. So please don't do this again. <laughs> Oh, he already left. He already knew. What, I already <laughs> knew what was coming. Knew I knew the man it. hammer was coming down on him. Man. You know, yeah. I think he did like the the car rev engine like interruption multiple times last time he was here. I, nice. You, you know it with those accounts. Nice. Uh, He's the guy at the stoplight that just like like oh was that necessary, <laughs> sir? Like he just he had to bring it to spaces, dude. He's like, I bought the car, dude. I got the car. Everyone, hear me now. Mr. Lucky, how do you go about managing 200,000 assets within a collection? Like, take us through how, like, for, I guess from a, from a managerial perspective, how many collections, individual collections exist? How do you have to go about organizing that with the different types of marketplaces? And, and are or what, what is the expectation for the total supply that you see uh, over the next few years? Because I know you mentioned you have a 50 to 100 year uh, timeline on this. Oh, yeah. Uh, BTC Machine is our sandbox. We we do things that we find interesting and hopefully, you know, the community finds it interesting also. And uh, anything from music to merch to new collection to games, we do. And Managing 200,000 ordinals is not easy, especially like, you know, with the, with the different marketplaces, like you said. Right now, it's cut into 36 different collections. We might merge eight of them together, so we'll be down to 25, 26 collections. But yeah, it's a, it's a challenge. It wasn't done, you know, all in the same week, so... You know, we started off with the the machines. Then we had a event where you had you just had to drop your your wallet, and we we airdropped you the second collection of seven hundred and seventy seven, which are the operators. And then we went from there, ten thousand viruses, then twenty thousand, and uh, there's no limit because we have a huge universe that we're building right now. It's going to be based on the fees and like, you know, if, if it costs uh, $1 million to do an airdrop and, and we don't have that, the funds, then, it, you know, that it, it stops right there. So it's going to be based on the fees also, which are, you know, slowly going up. I remember we were inscribing at two sats per V-byte. That was paradise. But now it's getting higher. But yeah, we, we're building a whole universe. So... Really, there's no limit. Papo and myself, the the co-founder, we talked about one million. Just you know, the number, one million. But we're at two hundred thousand right now, so there's still uh, some way to go. I think it's it, it reminds me, and just kind of we talk about this a bunch, and just with NFTs in general, it's like BTC machine just hits on it. It's like NFTs and digital items are going to be. It's infinite. It it is infinity, and so where value is going to lie on most of this, and not that most of it has to have value. Stuff doesn't have to be bored apes, right? It just has to be, you know, like BTC machine, I'm sure is not thinking about all of these things as like each one's gonna be a grail. No, it's, these are in-game items. These are used to buy, sell, trade. 
you know, it's just a much larger ecosystem of digital items. I think this is the way we need to, you know, as we move into like NFTs 2.0, like we need to get wrap our heads around this. This is just like, these are digital items. They're ubiquitous. They're everywhere. You know, it's just, you know, th this is like the new normal in my view. Crypto gaming has kind of an interesting dynamic. If whenever you go to conferences or you listen to podcasts of those who are building in just the crypto gaming across any blockchain, you know, one of the main points that they discuss is how do you build a game without pricing out your audience, right? And so you have to have these different types of tiers within your crypto game to ensure that people are going to play it. Because as we know, DGENs kind of run this industry and they will run up the price and price people out without even hesitating and then dumping it down and leaving that stain on uh, the users who just want to play the game instead of speculating, which is you know, pri the primary, I guess, motivation within this kind of sector. So I think Mr. Lucky's going about it right. But yeah, have you, have you run into that situation yet of certain, certain of these 30 odd collections to where some of the users are, are essentially priced out because of speculators who've came in? Yeah, so we have collections that if you want to have, it's more than 10K and some other is like $1. So there's really something for, for all the tiers, you know, starting in our ecosystem is, is very easy right now. And that's the way we want it also. So de depending on your, you know, level of involvement and what you're looking for, some people are, are there for the community. Some people are there for just the game, collecting, they want to make money or, you know, there's many different reasons to be in our ecosystem, but there's, there's a way to get in very easily. So that's a very cool part of that. Nobody's priced out totally because, you know, $1 is, is not that much in, you know, relatively you can enter. But then, you know, if you want to grow and, and get more of the collection, then that's, that's your decision also. But yeah, I think it's important to have this because if you, if you have like somebody taking over, and uh, you know buying all the assets and you know that's where you can have market manipulation and and it can affect the user base and everything for us it's going to be free to play so anybody will be able to to connect and just you know start playing and uh, we're not also just doing collections to do collections there's collections that come with merch so we have like uh, recently we just shipped out a uh, hundred tutorial jackets jackets that we we did that came with uh, one of the the collections that was minted quote unquote and uh, we have music so we have the album it's three vinyls and this one is going to be uh, something that we never did so we're going to we're going to have all the 100 uncommon ordinals that are going to be in the wallets and there is going to be seals on each of the the albums, the the vinyls, the the records, and you'll have to open it and unseal it to get the three, four seed phrase words, and you'll have to arrange them if you want to access the ordinal. So it's like, do you want to break the seal and access the ordinal? So that's one of the the ways that we're doing it. There's some collections that were just new features that we wanted to to try out. Like we did a partnership with Ordinal's bot where 
we had about 500 different layers and you could choose like your hat, your, your top, your accessories, your boots, your, your pants, and you created your own character. And that's a 3000 ordinal collection. There's others that were airdrop for having another ordinals already. So there's different reasons why we do different collections. We even have one which is collaborations with other projects. It's right now with 50 other Ordinals projects, and there's seven machines mixing their art. So we could do a mullet machine, seven mullet machines, for example. And we always auction a few, and we, we give away a few. So, you know, we're providing... The market with some new assets and the market decides at the yeah. end of the day, there's not like a limit of you know you have to pay x for for getting this assets it's just the market decides whenever you're ready to go to zero dude let's do it <laughs> mullet machines no i'm just i i love the the model that you're saying about there's an entry point and then once you really get involved and you really like what's going on you can become a collector and i think that's a really great way to to introduce people to things rather than being like, hey, get this board ape. It's everything you wished of and more. You spend 100K and you're like, wait, I have a board ape. What happened? And you don't really know what you got yourself into. There's no like tears to it. So I appreciate that model. One thing that I kind of want to jump into next is your BRC20. That's something I've been really deep in with Omnisat, working on the decks. And you guys seem to be you know, I speculate that there's going to be a lot of utility to it. And I'm just curious of like what your guys' approaches to your BRC20. I know the price is, it stays quite steady. And just first of all, what's your thoughts on BRC20? Second, how are you guys going to introduce it into your ecosystem? Yes. So BRC20s, we've been uh, reluctant at the beginning when it all started with Ordi and everything. We, you know, we're, we're oftentimes head, heads down and focusing on what we're doing. And, you know, a lot of new things, new hype uh, cycles come and we're like, should we go in? Should we not? And then our community really wanted us to launch a BRC20. So we did it with like our DAO section of the, the community. And we love the idea and we included it in our ecosystem. We already gave utility. So we had the Zbit shirt that you sent, I think was 777 Zbits. And then we shipped out a, a Zbit shirt. So the Z shirt. And we're going to do a lot of more things like that, both in real life, like merch, web two only things so like skins and and assets that are not on like ordinals are not inscribed and we're gonna have also ordinals so we have ideas for that and including it in in the mmorpg and our whole ecosystem so a lot of exciting stuff also it's gonna play a, a role in the protocol that we're gonna launch soon you know, from the, the, the pin tweet and uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things coming, but I can't uh, tell everything. This man just said protocol and pin tweet. Oh yeah. On the, on the BTC machine, uh, Twitter, you'll see, we have a new protocol that we're launching something that we're really excited about. Yeah. It's going to be, in my opinion, 
it's something that is going to do a lot of make a lot of noise in the in the ordinal space and that's why okay. we took the time to do it yeah so i'm i'm getting you're not going to leak information but i'm still going to ask questions when you say protocol are you thinking of something along the lines of potentially like a meta protocol along the lines of brc20 where it's json and the indexers are aligning towards something or when you say protocol am i thinking about that right yeah with with uh, our own indexer and of course we're looking into you know the the news for decentralized uh, indexers and how we're going to incentivize people to you know verify also and you know we give them rewards or some mechanism to participate in that and make the the whole uh, you know this this new protocol safer and more decentralized so yeah that's what we're talking about oh man we got a lot to talk about when we get to bitcoin amsterdam like there's a lot of discussions of like domo the layer one foundation of just like what meta protocols are going towards and how those are going to emerge and yeah i would love to discuss more because it's super interesting and i think you know how we build out this ecosystem is gonna be pretty monumental in these early days because we saw what brc20 did and uh, yeah just what's happening there is is evolving pretty awesome but genie data came to the stage want to welcome you say hello hey what's up guys how's it going yes it's really awesome what you guys are doing at bitcoin machine and thank you for the introduction. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Bitcoin Machine? Also, what's your alpha key? I'm trying to trying to degen into <laughs> some into some friend text. Yeah, yeah. What's so, up? What are your thoughts? Yeah. So we just we just kind of degened into alpha alpha yesterday or Bitcoin. What was it? What's it called? Bitcoin City. New Bitcoin City, right? New Bitcoin uh, City. Yep. New Bitcoin City, right? It is not uh, the old Bitcoin City. Somebody, wait, somebody tell me what this is. So is, is Trustless Computer, have they changed their name to New Bitcoin City? Is that what's actually happening? So they began as, so Trustless Computer is the, I guess you'd say the smart contract deployer itself. And I think okay. New Bitcoin City is supposed to be the cohort of all of its different offerings between GameFi and DeFi and NFTs and now Alpha. So I don't think, I don't think new Bitcoin city is the product. I think new Bitcoin city is like the marketing. And, and so alpha is one of their products basically. Yeah. They have like five or six that are, that are out. And this one is, they could use far. a communications department, huh? They could really use some, <laughs> some clarity and branding. Holy crap, man. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of confusing, but it's funny that we kind of, we were speaking about this last week, Jake and, and the emblem team, we were speaking on friend tech. Now, now Alpha, now New Bitcoin City comes up with this, you know, Bitcoin version of Frentech, and it's it's quite it's quite interesting. It's actually a lot easier to get involved with Alpha than it is Frentech. You don't have to really put any initial investment in, and maybe maybe people will start to more likely adopt this quicker than Frentech, mm. which is interesting. Which could be interesting to see. Bun Bunzi is ready to just light his mole on fire right now after that after that statement. Oh, dude. <laughs> I, I didn't hear Bunzi's opinion. So uh, let's, he let's he had some it. pretty fiery takes. Well, I mean, what what why aren't the it's big guys awesome. coming in? Where's where's Tio? Where's where's Leo? Where's Danny? Like, why the resistance from them? I, I haven't heard from I I've been I've been on the show. Because they haven't made their bag yet, bro. Okay. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, no, I'm 
it's not fun, but look at the blue pill, whatever the thing in the bottom right. Just watch the R story. I don't know, something about that just, it's like a Fiverr video. And uh, that's when everything just went south for me. I was like, yeah. <laughs> they're using every buzzword in the book. They're like, we're building an island for AI. It's like, whoa. Oh, God. <laughs> they do, they do, have, they do have an AI product. But I, I don't know if you saw last night, Blau went on Thread Guy Space to talk about why he left Fremtech and kind of the whole idea behind it. The, the, the TLDR and what happened with, with Blau, if you don't know, he's like world famous DJ and one like the NFT pioneers. He created a Fentech account. Of course, it pumped to like, I don't know, two ETH or something. He realized very quickly what was going on. He sold everything off and did, decided to donate all the proceeds. People, his community came out and chastised him because you know the, the screenshot of him dumping everything looks very bad. But he came out and basically said that the reason why he left, it's not that he didn't believe in front tech. He said there are some regulatory gray areas, but it's just not a good compatibility with his personal brand because he also has a brand outside of crypto as well. So he can't consistently be associating his the brand of the DJ with that. And I think this kind of idea also extrapolates to just larger personalities uh, of builders too, right? Like, We'll use Leo for an example. He has Ord.io, which is you know a very respected and very pivotal platform within the Ordinal community. I would be very surprised to see him creating something because it could taint his brand and the product of Ord.io and not just Leo itself. Same with Tio, right? He's an investor. He has a VC. He has a the Bitcoin startup lab that he participates in, and all these other things. And him participating in front tech, and you know, things that are out of his control could happen that manipulate the value, which then reflects his brand, which then reflects everything that he invests in. And I think that's probably a pretty common conception or perception that a lot of larger type accounts and builders have. There's also the the lens that you look at it from if the SEC was to make an example of someone launching these keys through this platform, they would take someone like Blau that has a web two and web three audience and a very significant, you know, reach. That's who I feel like they would target because there's still uncertainty on many fronts of what the SEC can, can approach and, and not, Back Since we're back on this topic, this was something that I was interested in. Who's funding Frentech? And it seems pretty interesting. When the funding came in, the volume went up. And I just want to bring up the word wash trading and see what everyone has to say. I think it's very difficult to wash trade something with a 10% fee, to be honest. You know, maybe, maybe people are... But when you get the 10% fee... What'd you say? But when you have the upside for the, when you get paid the 10% fee... Well, 5%... Yeah, you lose, you're losing 5% yeah. on every trade, right? Because it's... I mean, if it's to the, to the user, five percent is going to the to the friend tech team. You know, the, to friend tech team. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they, they actually that, what if that's from the team? Yeah, I, yeah. I guess you well, could. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you could, <laughs> you could, launch, you could launder money through it, like you could do with any protocol. The crazy thing is, and I think Adam posted about this earlier today. There's only three people on the friend tech team, and they have raised eleven million dollars already for their team. On top of the funding from Paradigm, and that's Bunzi Wood, I think you're referring to. Was, yeah, was Paradigm. Was your Paradigm, Paradigm sus, dude. Didn't they back that one uh, FT project by the like uh, Rick and Morty artist that just got insanely wash traded and then quickly realized that once the market got a hold of it, it was it was a 
big nothing burger. Yeah, Art Gobblers, they funded Blur, yeah. but they've been they've been funding products or projects in the space for for years already, right? So this is this isn't something new. And why there's this paradigm is a big reason uh, for the participation and confidence of DeFi farmers because paradigm has a history of rewarding or or they have a a, a long history of token airdrops that end up being very profitable. And so with this point airdrop farming, and this is the biggest one big difference between Alpha and 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 Frentech is that on Frentech, they're going to airdrop in January from what they're expecting, 100 million points that are right now conducted off-chain. The points are heavily weighted, like heavily weighted, I think like 90% or higher based off your portfolio value that you hold on Friday. So these DeFi farmers are coming in and basically buying their own key shares or buying up other shares so that they could get these points because they're expecting, I was listening to it, to, to Bread Guy earlier on the NFT morning show talk about FD values and that right now DeFi farmers are weighing the points anywhere from 40 cents to $2 each. And some of these people are getting, you know, 10,000 or 100,000 point airdrops in one week. So people are saying, oh... If I just keep, you know, participating in this, you know, I'm getting ten thousand to a hundred thousand dollars in airdrops, and it's just going to keep manipulating it. Where alpha, the the points are based off of the amount of time that you spend on the platform, so it's not he as heavily enforced for the this type of like, I guess you could even say wash trading or just point farming, where you're purposely taking that five percent haircut or ten percent haircut with the future expectation that you're going to be rewarded based off of uh, these points. So heavily driven by speculation. But yeah, to Bunzi's point, it's uh, certainly makes sense why the team would want to wash trade, right? Because they're going to earn their own points. It's like they get all the money. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's certainly a possibility. That's my point. Yeah. They did remove involved. them. They, they moved, the team moved them, removed themselves from the point airdrops after the community came out against it. Okay. Just as, the same the same way they disclosed how the ZK roll-up works. <laughs> And I'm just saying they've been involved in a collection that they invested in that was heavily, heavily manipulated. I just think that Wait, like, which, which collection? Art gobblers. They, they were, yeah, they were. Paradigm was involved. Oh, with Art Paradigm. Gobblers. Oh, I thought you were talking about Frontier. Yeah. No, no, no. Paradigm. And I just think it's no coincidence. VC funding comes in, big number go up, VC funding exits, number go down. Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah, I, I think it's a good point. And I wouldn't disagree with you, man. Yeah, that's why the that's why everyone's farming right now because of the the token airdrop. But you know, thinking a little bit past farming, if we're sticking on to Frentech, what would you do with a fungible token to add to Frentech that would improve the experience of this social fi platform? I don't, I don't really know. Is there anything that comes to your mind, Adam, of like what you could use a fungible token for in Frentech or or Alpha? No, I mean, my brain goes to like traditional, you know, web two social media platforms, right? And you could definitely see how a fungible token would work on there, right? You see how if all, all Twitter would need to do or YouTube or whatever is turn their ad dollars and, you know, the half that goes to creators basically get swapped for the token, right? And that that token then get it, gets airdropped. You can, and then you can see all sorts of possibilities and interesting things you could do around that. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, these the, the issue is these, these platforms, Friend Tech and Alpha, don't have 
any revenue. It's all just token. There's no like, there's no money coming in from an ad-based model or any sort of model. So it's literally just, we're eating our, our own tails here. And, you know, you can do it. And the guys who are smart at it and who are traders and want to farm and do all that, they'll make money. But the majority of people are just going to get wrecked. That's just simple. And that's, that's the thing is like, you make a few, like a hundred people winners, right? Yeah. And they, they, they showcase it on the timeline. You see these hundred people winning. They're like, bro, look at I, but for those hundred people, again, reference the data. How many users are there? How many people are sharing the upside? And again, like I'm a DJ and I fucking, <laughs> I, I get wrecked all the time and I, I fall victim to, to that. I just think, you know, I just see, I just don't like nicisms flooding the timeline. Like, yay, everything's cool. Everything's great. And I do I, think, I think there's been an appropriate amount of fun of this. I mean, I think everybody kind of understands yeah. what's happening here. You know, people, yeah. people get it. I, I think they get it. If you don't get it, you're not paying attention. I mean, really. what, do you get how their tech works yet? Okay. <laughs> we get it. I'm curious to hear you guys. Like, do you think there is a social fi app that it comes out that is that it, that could like surmount what Twitter users like Twitter users or like a Twitter has with all their users? Or yeah, it's just or we might be we Twitter might be two decades Twitter. away from it. Like, yeah, I, I yeah. Do believe it could happen. Absolutely. You know, whether it ever happens is very, very, very much in question. I, I, I find it very difficult for crypto Twitter ever to get off of off of X or, yeah. or Twitter. It's just it's so heavily entrenched in culture. And as we know, if you apply that to blockchains, the the social consensus layer, right, that Bankless calls like layer zero is more important than the tech itself. And it's just crypto Twitter or crypto was born on Twitter, right? Even Hal Finney's tweet goes back to running Bitcoin, right? The first Bitcoin kind of tweet. I just don't know how you leave, how you leave that provenance for something more decentralized when you have a built-in audience and now they're building, you know, financial rails on top of this and, and video and the centrality of, of, of Twitter or X, it just makes it easier to scale, right? This is why you see Nostra's having an issue with, with scale, Farcaster, a bunch of these other ones that are the the decentralized social media platforms that don't have speculation kind of added into it like you do here with, with Alpha and Frontech. To me, I just see it very hard. It's It would be much easier for, for X.com to flick on a, a token button and just add that and then just start building decentralized aspects through that means from permission to permissionless than it is to go just completely through permissionless. But uh, it's a conversation that's highly intriguing and fascinating. It's going to take, as Adam said, probably a decade to really figure out what's the best model. Unless Noster or some of these other ones have the ability to just import all your followers, which is a big mission within itself to get people to do. As we know, incentivizing users is very complicated if you can't do it outside of speculation very difficult very difficult referencing noster the the platform or, or like nos the no the... noster bunzi i know okay, yeah. bunzi i know that alpha has just been uh living rent free in your mind over the weekend but we're, we're moving Dude. past it bro we're moving wait past it wait a second check the title of this <laughs> my bad doesn't it say alpha versus friend tech? I must be in the wrong room. Fuck. But Bob, what's up? Hey, I'm just wait. I'm waiting for uh, for Friendster on Solana, man. When are they gonna spin it up on Solana <laughs> over there? 
They can have that shit fully on chain. And it'll be basically free. It's going to be amazing. All those Solana DJs. Then it settles on fucking Cardano. Settles on Cardano. It mixes with Bitcoin. Uh, <laughs> and then it just tickles fucking chain link a little bit. Go ahead, Bob. What you thinking? I've just been exploring the Alpha Explorers during this space. It looks like total supply of TC is 100 million tokens. If you go to the explorer.trustless.computer slash accounts, you can get a list of all the addresses. And the top address currently has 99,821,366 TC. Wait, which 99 million that, and the total is 100 million? They have ninety over 99% the treasure. Well, so... I'm, I, I'm guessing it's 100 million because it lists all of the addresses for TC. And if you add it up, if you add up like the first page, you get to something like 990 or 99,990,000. How delicious is this? This is so (laughs) awesome. You can't, you can't make this stuff up, bro. Just again, guys, red flags everywhere, bro. (laughs) Just like, yo, I don't, I don't actually know what total supply is because they might not show some addresses. Their Explorer doesn't show all transactions in and out for some ad- addresses. Uh, well, their all- addresses, I believe, are stored on Polygon. And uh, oh, no, 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 no. They divide it up. They divide it up. They shard it. They shard it. The they next- shard it across eight blockchains. <laughs> yeah, like, so check this out, guys. Check this out. You like that one? We'll mention it. We'll put it on our page. Trust me. We're gonna keep. One half of the key over here, a third of it over here, and then just make sure if you refer someone, just send your credit card. It's funny, man. It's good stuff. But any other any other nuggets, Bob? Yeah. So if you, if you go into Alpha, you can copy your address, and then you can go to the NOS Explorer. So this was on the TC Explorer. This is the you know TC rollup. If you go to the NOS Explorer, the top address. So these are people that have bridged TC over from TC to NOS. You, you 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 have to bridge between rollups. Then you get that there's about 85, 86,000 TC that's currently in the pool that is being used in the bridge, I'm assuming, because if you look at, you can search your address, you can search to see where you got the TC from, and the TC initially that you buy comes from this address. So I'm guessing it's associated with the bridge. So currently like 85,500 bridged TC sitting in that pool that essentially gets transferred out to anyone who goes in and buys TC on alpha. So just two, two little findings so far. I've been trying to trace, I've been, I've been trying to trace stuff, but like this bridge account, there is no big in transaction into the bridge account. So I don't know where the 85,000 came from. There might be some transactions that aren't currently being captured in the Explorer, like bridged transactions or something like that so it's an incomplete view and maybe isn't even that helpful but it's it's something no that's stupid that's the good stuff i just fud with no fucking facts and that's fun but now you got now you got your facts man (laughs) i love that i love that but if you can post it or pin it or something because i just went to explorer.nos.io and it says web servers are down very very convenient but i might be at a completely wrong url so if if I'm not the right one, but I yeah, but it's a fun app that lives on my phone, so there is that. 
Yeah, you know, it's where we're uh, 99% over 99% of the supply is with the team. Just keep that in mind, peeps. Uh, do you want to call them the prestige? I saw that you had something to say, and then we'll go to Dogfather next. What's good, everybody? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we got your prestige all right. worldwide. All right, all right, all right. Jake, what's up? What's good? Bonzi, how you doing? Fine. What's I've been great? actually enjoying this space. I've been, I've been enjoying this space. The innovations, the strategies, everything you guys have been saying since the morning. It has been flowing, man. Because I've been trying. Like, I love it, man. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate you for enjoying yeah. the conversation. We try to have very interesting conversations and trading Bunzi at least three times. 100%. <laughs> hey, Bunzi. Bunzi, can you hear me? Yes, I do. Appreciate the love, dude. That was nice of you to say. Yeah. I actually want to talk to Bunzi. Oh. What did Bunzi? Oh, what didn't I do, dude? Up, I just funded everyone's bags. <laughs> <laughs> What's good, bro? Nah, dude, I'm I'm wonderful, man. Just out here, awesome. you know, eating that awesome. spicy salsa this morning. Oh, well, what's up? What's the question? Oh, right, it's not actually a question. I've been actually trying to reach you for a while now. I sent you a text yesterday, but no response yet. Hit me up Probably on your DMs, Bunzi. Slide, slide in this yeah. man's DMs, Bunz. Slide <laughs> in this man's DMs. <laughs> Hey, yeah. hey, no dick pics. No dick pics. I don't know, dude. Is it on friend tech? Alpha, Twitter. <laughs> you gotta buy the friend tech. If you want access to the bro. access to the Bunzi, you gotta you gotta pay to play. Bro. Yeah, bro, no, bro, but what's bro, what's bro. cracking? I'm about. I have to. I have to jump in here, dude. You make you're making me feel like I don't. I got really to. I got to. Just take your gym. Let's talk, bro. Let's do it. Let's do it right oh, now. Is it this guy's making deals and stuff, man? This is great. We went dealing. Well, dude, worldwide. Brand tech on Solana. I can't wait. <laughs> Let's go, bro. Let's go, bro. Let's go, bro. My my Enjoy. bro. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, you you're a handsome man. Good photo you sent. No, I'm just kidding. I'm gonna check it right now. Uh, <laughs> but dog, that's good. And Bob, dude. We got to connect too. I've been in your DMs. You haven't responded. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, legend, you actually read stuff. I just skim the internet and make really bold claims and piss people off. And it's yeah, wonderful. I don't read anything. If it's not in a video form, there's nothing happening. Yeah, over dude. <laughs> over four words is like, come on. Really, dude? You really, dude, you're not paying me to read this. What are you talking about? I mean, you uh, know that was part of uh, what's what's that guy's number three zero seven nine or whatever punk he, he does it, you know. 15. Okay, you want to know another? You want to know another sus thing about their thing? Ooh, yes, fire it away. Okay. Give it more spice. Okay. Make uh, this, this like nine the, nine million Scoval, dude. Turn the spice yeah, meter this up. Is, this is this is just some speculation and pure fuddery from the man Buns. But the team. There was like a team post where the whole team's tagged and everyone on the team has an ape punk or some type yeah, of sketch, bro. I'm and, not just, I'm and, saying, bro. It's I, like I'm, punk three, six, seven, eight, four to do. And then it's like, bro, Bunzy, Bunzy I, just, I tell you, I honestly, I've never heard Bunzy FUD this much ever about anything. <laughs> Bunzy's usually really positive, really. Oh, cool. You're building something cool. But this was my gut originally and bunzy yeah. is just re-heightening for it for it for me again like it, it when just i first saw up. this i was like sketch sketch it's because sketchy. i want bitcoin this whole thing to move forward like dude legit. yeah legit dude. I, i'm with you bro right well look dude we flooded it enough we, the, the red flags are there if people lose money or whatever everybody's fully aware
Bro, you so stake we, red flags into the ground. There, uh, we've staked some flags. We've put yeah. some flags down for sure. But yeah, the 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 major thing here is my alpha keys are. <laughs> so if you buy my alpha keys now, I'm giving away DMs to Prestige. What else? No, I'm just kidding. But I do think that I don't know. When it's too good to be true, something's up. And if I talk about it, I get in trouble and I can't fight it anymore. So Dogfather, I mean, when, when I saw those people on the space and correct me if I'm wrong, Dogfather, those people on the space had like crypto punks and i was like what this is weird you know what i mean it was just it was weird yeah yeah i think if you just analyze their marketing they're doing a great job yeah dog father fire away man buncy they, they they should be very smarter they should have a mullet and then this would fly and this was yeah, yeah, man. I mean, yeah, if you yeah, want, right. they they need this orange background and a and and a cool mullet, <laughs> and then this this would go through the roof. I mean, not yeah, you got to come in humble, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, so, so, guy, guys, there's actually. Oh, I was actually thinking this FTX issue. Once the once that affect the market, FTX um, audience some percentage of Solana. I still, to be frank, I don't know how the the assets. The because the only thing I've heard about FTX is there's like 61 billion or something very significant number left in assets that they're going to liquidate. Yeah. Other than that, I don't see except people like me just speculating on dumb shit affecting the market. But I don't know. I'm not sure the significance or where those assets are held and how distributed they are. If it's no, all they're significant. I mean, there is significant. They hold significant Solana bags still. That oh, they like right. are going to be liquidated. Obviously, <laughs> they're going to be sold in intervals, though. They're already, yeah, uh, it's let's, already just say, let's, just, let's just say like 80 percent. Oh, if it, 80%. I don't think it's 80 percent of Solana, but no, it's if 10, it is 10 percent of Solana I mean, supply, and it's going to be, what they are holding. it's going to be sold over like multiple. It's, I think, it's like sold in week tranches or every two weeks bi weekly. So it's already going to be oh. priced in by the time that it happens. That's how it's the like eight, efficient it's like markets would price this in already. It's like ApeCoin, just a whole bunch of millions come into the market every week. But I well, think it makes Solana even cheaper to run the Solana friend tech on, man. It's going to be amazing. Oh, Bunzi, I'm ready for you to build that, bro. Speaking of this, I don't know who's listening. It's probably bots because we got a, we got like 10 bot replies to this Twitter spaces. It's called Frenzy. And I guess it's already on Solana. Ah! <laughs> bro, called it. That's a great name. Frenzy? That's a Call fucking frenzy. great right. name. Uh, See, those Solana dudes, they know how to fucking brand shit, dude. Frenzy? Dude, yeah. that is a fucking killer name. God damn. Dude, that's true innovation, dude. Bro, that's what I'm I got to get my Solana bags up. Let's go, frenzy. <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing. I think that's the undertone to my message is like the idea is innovative. Yes, Frentech, it was like interesting. But then it was just copy pasted onto Bitcoin with huge claims. And when trying to build a ZK rollup and trying to build on Bitcoin, I'm just super jaded. It's just seeing people yeah, just you know how hard it is. It's like legit yeah, hard. It's not fucking out. easy. Yeah, and they're just like, wait, people like to talk about this. All I'm saying is go watch the Fiverr video, see who's tapped, and then go find the supply. Bob is like one of the only guys that I've known that's talked about the Explore page for this. And that's yep. that's a little like, that's worrisome. It's like, yep. don't trust verify, but like, yo, this thing is wrapped in an onion of security. Like, you're so safe until you can't pull out your TC. But, Bunzi, if I created a 
a friend tech on Bitcoin and called it UTX hose. Would you <laughs> oh, see, dude, that's the alpha. The only <laughs> model that this makes sense right is there, only, bro. honestly, only fans. <laughs> dude, UTX hose goes super hard <laughs> and that would work. Like you're actually appealing to a market that's been discovered. Only fans did significant numbers. We are just in this hype cycle of speculation and AKA founders are now AKA just you're buying keys, you're buying their, their supply. And like we saw how that goes is like, if you don't deliver people like why you mentioned earlier, Leonidas and TOs, people staying out of this, the circle potentially understand the, the responsibility of delivering for people paying money for something. And I think we saw that bubble pop with NFTs. We saw, you know, once people start utility, this, like once things went out of the collection realm, people were like, yo, where the fuck is my Lambo? Why is my grandma still yelling at me? I'm not rich. I'm living in her basement. What's happening? And it's just like, that's, I'm just getting hints of that. And I'm completely wrong. I'm just at least going on the complete fucking other side of the spectrum to at least ground some of these, uh, these innovation thoughts. It's like builders are building. Yes. But when it's copy pasta using other chains, like notoriety and, you know, using a claim is like, we're utilizing Bitcoin security. Bunzy, we get oh, it. Dude. Enough, bro. Enough. FUD. <laughs> I wanted to talk about it. I got it out. Yeah, I mean, I, I can do that. So I have to run. My kids are hungry. They're already knocking at the door. So I just wanted to, to say, yeah, great space. I think that's a very important discussion. Your thanks, Bob, for looking at that. So 100 million, that, that's, that's, I mean, if you want to frame that positively, they have a lot of uh, room to grow, right? I mean, <laughs> a huge liquidity pool, man. So let, let's frame that. Cool. I mean, they, 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 they think for like the next 100 million users so, or something like that. I mean, at the end, if, if they flood the market with TC, this project is done anyway. So I don't think that this is a major issue. Because that that would kill the project if if, if they like pump too much TC and I mean that, that that would not work right so I think that's not adding much I mean you, we trust them anyway because of the tech stack is like super transparent I think that that's no big deal but yeah it, it's good to know and uh, they were not really telling about that I just wanted to before I leave wanted to give a big shout out to Genie Data so so they have an amazing product so we are building on that with our. 30 day, 30 dashboards, you know, challenge. Really try it out. It, it's so cool. So there are so many cool dashboards. And they have, they have in, in contrast to Dune, where you have to, you know, tease out the ordinals uh, transactions out of all Bitcoin transactions, which is like a huge pain in the ass and it's very slow. Uh, so they prepared all the data for like not just inscriptions, but also for bitmaps for sets names, PRC20, and all of that. So it's extremely easy to extract the data you would like. So I'm looking forward to the next 28 days to, to the next dashboard. So, I mean, keep building. You're, you're like awesome. That, that's the people we need in the space. Awesome, yeah. dog father. Yeah, I actually got to start wrapping this up here pretty soon as well. Got the rest of the day, got business calls. I got a bunch of frogs that I got to take care of so that people stop yelling at me. Bunzi, what what are what are some final words you got for us? Genie, can you help us out with a data analytic dashboard for TC? And I would no, love we're, to. We're not. We honestly like not really into it. Does that 
FriendTech Alpha, but I we, we just decided to like check it out. But we're probably not going to do much surrounding that, to be honest. We're just going to stick with ordinals and products around that. So uh, yeah, just check out that product that we just built. <laughs> Bro, that's but, fine. Bun, buns, buns, buns! Look what you did to this man, dude. Genie, Genie came in thinking, you know, very optimistically about FriendTech and Alpha. And oh, now, now they're like, we're just just sticking to ordinals. <laughs> no, I mean, it wasn't really Bunzy. It wasn't Bunzy really didn't do much. Uh, I'll be honest. We, no, yeah, we weren't really giving it much thought in the first place. But I, I personally created a profile for Genie Data on on Alpha, but mm-hmm. we weren't really going to do much with it. We didn't even promote it or anything. We just wanted to see how it was. That's all it was. Yeah, no, no hates of experimenters and tinkers. No, well, I think I think we've gone ten rounds here with Frentech versus Alpha, and I think Frentech beat the shit yeah. out of Alpha. I think so too. The bunny ears just fucking hopped all over that. <laughs> <laughs> but frenzy is an up and comer, man. Maybe well, maybe our next space will have to be. We'll have to get the Solana bros in here and uh, go down FriendTech versus Frenzy. That might yeah. Be oh, and Bob just made an amazing post. Shout out, Bob, for everything you do for the space. Honestly, your posts are fucking... I actually read those ones. I don't read that much, but I read Bob's posts because they're very, really thoughtful and uh, super solid. And yeah, I'm super stoked to check out D- Genie, especially if it's around Ordinals. If you guys got BRC20 data... We'd love to discuss as we're looking for more API endpoints for OmniSat to get, you know, this DEX operating at the most efficient possible way for people to swap in and out of their desired BRC20s. And thanks for listening to me vent today. I had this built up for a while. This Fiverr video really got to my soul. <laughs> and I got dunked on by Jake and Adam today. And I'm still standing strong with no data, no dashboard. All no gut feel. Living the dream. And I'm about to get wrecked once this thing's like super legit. But until then, go alpha. Go alpha. Give it. Give us a Omnisat little mic drop. Yeah. So Omnisat been very building and stealth, but we're making huge progress, especially some innovative ways of linking together UTXO transfers in a significant way because of the nature that it's built. Inputs, outputs, you can sync them together and do pretty interesting things we're discovering and essentially just trying to really build out the BRC20 um, protocol, legitimize it and really make it move forward because what it can offer to the Bitcoin community is immense. You know, once Bitcoin gets out of reach for, you know, most consumers and retail and it just gets priced out, BRC20s are going to be a great way to facilitate transactions and still pay for things on the internet um, because of the trustlessness of Bitcoin. And once these indexers stand up, it just multiplies the use case of Bitcoin exponentially. So we're just trying to help build that out. We've been talking with a lot of thought leaders in that domo, best in slots being fair, you know, we've been working with them really closely on a lot of endpoints. And speaking of domo, we just popped in. Layer one has just you know, announced. And that has been something super significant. And uh, I would love to hear Domo's take on Alpha. (laughs) Get up here. here. And if not, it's okay. But, you know, it's a very interesting technical situation that I'm, I'm, my wires are crossed. But yeah, OmniSat, we're getting very close. It's, It's really exciting, especially working closely with, you know, everyone making it happen and just building legitimacy and moving 
this forward. And like with Sats about to mint out, I think that's extremely, extremely bullish. I mean, what that's going to do, um, it literally multiplies Bitcoin times two, all the use cases. And, and yeah, I'm really excited, as you can tell. I want to say a lot more, but um, we've been quiet for long enough. And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to come out quite yet with a lot of the information because it's been a long time coming, a lot of hours, a lot of late nights, a lot of, a lot of things that come with building a project. So, but yeah, I appreciate you asking. And I hope, I hope that, I hope that, I hope that, you know, quenches the palate a little bit, but Bitcoin, Amsterdam around that date, mid-October, October is going to be um, a good time to ask that again. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, thanks for the update. I see the the messages that get spanned every single day. Uh, the UX hoes are in session, and we will be back tomorrow morning, eleven thirty a.m. Eastern time. And until then, go on Alpha, buy Bunzi's keys, and spam them into oblivion. And we'll see <laughs> you tomorrow. Later, guys. Peace. Peace.